I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The road to Roland Garros is rolling through Italy as we are three weeks away from reaching the Tierra 2 of Paris. Talk about star power in Rome. 13 players with 62 combined major singles titles took to the clay in the greatest day of tennis so far in 2021. At Tennis Channel, we just call it Wednesday. It was a milestone afternoon for Serena Williams. She returned from a near three-month absence to play the 1,000th match of her historical career. But could she pull off a come-from-behind victory? And what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. We'll try not to invade your personal space on TC Live right now. Beautiful sight as the sun has settled, the lights have come on. TC Live is coming up here, and we've got a great show ahead as we get you on the road to Roland Garros. We are just a couple weeks away from the Tierra Batu. That's right, Tierra. in Paris. <laughs> I know Jim Courier is a big fan. We've got highlights and interviews from throughout Rome, as well as the young guys maybe gaining some steam on the big three. We'll talk about that. America's top coach winners. We've been waiting a couple months to reveal that, but... We've got TC Live from our Santa Monica studios, No Eagle, the Hall of Famer Jim Courier, the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick with you and glad to have you with us. Jim, just called the match. Rafa Nadal gets past another teenager, Yannick Sinner, once again. Andy, it was Sinner who once again looked comfortable against Nadal, just couldn't push through when it mattered most. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm coaching Sinner, I say, listen, you were up against a lot of tough moments, a lot of break points. You were getting looks at his serve. I think this is actually a pretty positive performance for Yannick Sinner overall. Obviously, the pressure of, uh, of playing at home uh, against the best of all time on, on pretty much any surface, at least on the men's side. Uh, I actually thought it was a pretty positive performance for Sinner. And, and from the Nadal camp, I'm going, listen, you want these stress tests along the way. You're, you, we know you're always great on clay, but you're not at your peak right now. So I actually think it's a, a net win for both players. Obviously, uh, the result went Rafa's way, but there was positive stuff from both sides. Yeah, I, I think absolutely right. I, I think it, at the end of tomorrow, when maybe the emotions come out for Sinner, he'll look at this with his coach, Ricardo Piatti, and that's, they'll say this is a very good performance because it was. That's a fact. I mean, you, you lose to Nadal on red clay. That's what's expected. But he had chances to win in both of those sets. He was ahead a break twice in the first set, a break uh, at 4-2 in the second and it all just did what he normally does. He reels you back in with relentless pressure and awesomeness. And Sinner has so many positives <laughs> in his game. There's so much to like there, and he's just 19 years old. So there is time for him. Uh, for Nadal, he knows it's also time to, to ramp it up, and he is ramping it up at the right time. That's some of the best tennis he's played 
in the clay court season this year. Yeah, he may lead the tour in awesomeness. He's right up there in the conversation, and we will certainly hear more from Nadal later in the show. But let's go from one all-time great to another. Serena Williams, four-time champ in Rome, getting set to play her 1,000th career match of what has been an illustrious, nearly unbreakable, untouchable career. That was back in 2016, getting her last trophy in the four times she has won it in Rome. But Andy, in this one, taking on Nadia Podoroska, not an easy matchup for Serena and her return to action. Yeah, I think it's tough to actually win those matches in the locker room when you don't play often like Serena does now. And, uh, you know, she's taking everyone's body blows right now. You know, she's taking their best shot. People are pumped up to play her. This is probably the biggest match uh, for Podoroska in her life. Maybe not so much for Serena Williams. And, and that kind of shows. And it's just really hard to kind of be at the top of your game when you're not playing a lot. Obviously, you see some sloppy airs there. Uh, you know, Serena, I, I think I, I heard that she's going to take a wild card next week. I think that's a great uh, play for her. But it's just not easy to not get reps and, and then to come in and perform when you haven't done it for, for months at a time. She's probably the best of all time at that, but that doesn't make it easy. So Serena Williams falls in her return to clay court, her first clay court match of the season. And we heard from her after the match looking forward to what's ahead. Tough to have a first match on clay. So um, it was definitely kind of good to to go the distance and to try to be out there. But um, clearly I can do legions better. So I just got to get there. Maybe I do need a few more matches. So I'm going to try to figure that out with my team and my coach and see like what we're, what, uh, what we would like to do. But um, yeah, I just feel like it's different. I've been training for months, but I feel it's definitely different on clay to make that last adjustment. So talked about this with Chanda Rubin earlier, Jim, but you can train all you want until you're in the match itself. You don't get that feeling yeah. when you're just training by yourself. What'd you make of Serena's return? Had a couple good moments in the match. Look, I think there's a lot of positive. I think she looks like she was moving pretty well, but the rust is going to be there when you haven't played since Australia. She wanted to play in Miami. I think she had a, a tooth infection that ruled her out of that tournament. So that kind of threw off her rhythm as well. And, and it just, even as great as she is, you just need reps. Typically, it's very hard to come out and play without the match toughness, no matter how much you practice. So I think it's, it's a great move for her to, to pick up a wild card, I believe, in Parma, the, the AT, WTA event next week. So get a, a match or two more so at least you're kind of back in the flow by the time you get to where you want to be, which is Roland Garros. That's what she's here for. She's here for the majors. Grab some momentum before you get there. Yeah, a plus decision to, to to take the wild card in 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 Parma, especially with the way that the schedules uh, played out, where Roland Garros is a week later. Normally, when you kind of take that panic wild card because you need matches, it ends up being the week before a major. And then the question is, listen, how many matches do I want versus you know actually playing the balancing act with physical fatigue? With a setback, she could win Parma and still have a week off the train before Roland Garros. So there's not a lot of risk as far as body fatigue and 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 kind of with the payout. So uh, it, it's a no-brainer for her to go try to get some matches in real match type atmosphere. Uh, uh, next week. I think that's a, a real positive decision. I mean, this should tell you where my head's at. I'm hungry, clearly. You guys say Parma. It's Rome. I'm yeah. thinking of chicken. It's all part of the same <laughs> pie, so to speak. Anyway, we're going to go from Serena, one American, to another, Jesse Pagula, who has had one of a, a really incredible start to 2021, looking for her fifth top ten win, taking on Naomi Osaka, Jim, and in her Rome debut, continues the strong play. What a year for Jesse, and, and what a challenging surface for Naomi, who admits, you know, it's a real battle for her. This is kind 
kind of shaping up this clay court season to, to be a, a contest between Medvedev and Osaka to see who can get a win or two because <laughs> the both are ranked so high and both so good on hard courts and both seemingly at sea on this surface. And Jesse Fagula does not give you anything. She's tough. She's got great footwork. She's standing in, threatening Osaka's serve. And these are windy conditions, too. So, you know, Osaka, if she's a little bit off in this breeze, you can see she couldn't even center that overhead, misses that one on the break point. Tough day at the office for her. And Jesse Pagula is the wrong opponent if you're not sharp to see on the other side of the net. Pagula outwinnered Osaka 22-20 in this match and takes it in straight set 7-6. 6-2 moving on to the men's side. Sasha Zverev coming off his win in Madrid. Question mark coming into the week. How would he follow it up, Andy? So far, so good. Yeah, this was a pretty straightforward uh, performance. He looked like someone today who has had the reps, who is confident, is kind of in that free flow mode where you're playing and just kind of not thinking a lot. It, it, he's almost on autopilot the way it looked today. It's always a question mark if someone's going to be content with a big win in Rome last week or come out firing, at least for the day. He was up for the task. Didn't seem like he was super fatigued off his big win from last week and, uh, you know, pushing the ball around. Delian really didn't have much to hurt him with. And uh, when that's the case and Alex Vera is confident, he will roll through matches like this. He looked real sharp again today. No sleeves, no problem. Once again for Zverev, he gets through in straight sets an easy victory into the next round. Speaking of, Denis Shapovalov taking on the 29-year-old Italian, 69th in the world at Stefano Travaglia. A lot of vowels in these last names, Jim, <laughs> yeah. and Shapovalov showed out. Yeah, no, he, he was here for this one. This was not an easy match, however. These conditions again today until the nighttime, very breezy, very tricky. Shapovalov had some issues with his second serve in this match. That's been a bit of a theme for him this season more double faults and aces that would have been the case today as well but he hung in there and and he was able to find his way through this match against Travaglia who at 29 is is near his career high ranking he's in the 60s he's a great comeback story a story Travaglia nearly losing his career to a, a hand falling through a glass window and having to turn it all around without feeling in his hand but he's back not able to get the win, though. It's Chapo who comes through, and uh, and he's going to get Nadal next. Stefano Tsitsipas has been one of the hottest players on clay on the ATP Tour, taking on Marin Cilic. And Andy, Stefano Tsitsipas just feels like he's nearly unbeatable on the red clay right now. Yeah, this is a tough matchup. Obviously, Marin Cilic against a player like Tsitsipas wants to be able to move the ball through the court. He has to press, and you see that sometimes leads to errors. He has to press through the court, force the issue. He can't just stay neutral with Tsitsipas, especially on the clay court. So it's that fine line between going for a lot and then inviting risk in. And when you invite risk in, sometimes it looks like you're making a ton of errors, but you actually have to press the button. And that's the choice that Tsitsipas uh, kind of made Marin Cilic make today. And uh, he kind of cruised to this one a little tight first said That shot is filthy. We should all take a shower after watching that. That was disgusting, <laughs> disgustingly good. But uh, kind of a, a straightforward day at the office for Stefanos. Tough matchup on the red dirt at this point in his career for, uh, for Cilic. So a couple of wins for the young guns on the ATP Tour. Marin Cilic has not had a top 10 wins since the Australian Open in 2018. As we look to Thursday's featured matches here on Tennis Channel. Jim, you know what's coming. What do you got? Nice nugget on Cilic, by the way, there. Look, I, I mean, there's so much to choose from. Again, here on Tennis Channel, Berrettini, Tsitsipas, both been playing great. We think there will be fans back in the stands tomorrow, so that should be certainly a highlight to see the Italian take on the hot hand of Tsitsipas. Yeah, the, the, the two that jump out for me is obviously uh, I think the popcorn match of the day is uh, the informed players of Berrettini and Tsitsipas. It's always 
fun to watch people with their inform and and Koga Goff against Sabalenka. Sabalenka obviously coming off uh, that win. Can she put it together back to back weeks? Uh, Coco has, has looked great in this tournament so far. Is this her moment where she breaks through and starts taking down the the top players on a consistent basis? Those are the, those are two for the uh, for the old popcorn machine tomorrow. I mean, I'm I'm willing to make popcorn for everybody and anybody because popcorn just makes <laughs> life better in general, and so does great tennis. And we've got plenty of it on Thursday coming up. We'll hear from Danny and Prakash about what's ahead over in Rome. Plus, how much steam are the young guns actually gaining on the big three? We'll discuss. We'll break it all down. We'll figure it out when we come back on TC. Just a few weeks away from Roland Garros. Once again, here on Tennis Channel, we've got all the coverage for our 15th year over in Paris. 330-plus hours of coverage live all 15 days, plus the first year of the night session on Philippe Chatrier. We'll have all the action. Make sure you tune in here on Tennis Channel and on Tennis Channel Plus, May 30th through June 13th. Welcome back to TC Live. We look back to the last couple of Masters 1000 trophies. Daniil Medvedev in Paris, Hubi Hercotch over in Miami, Stefano Tsitsipas, most recently in Monte Carlo, and of course, as just mentioned, Sasha Zverev in Madrid. These are all young players. This is the next generation on the ATP Tour. So Rafa Nadal was asked, does he feel like these guys are truly ready to take the mantle? Let's see in three weeks or in four weeks. I don't know. Uh, was not the case uh, yet. Uh, but why not? No, of course. Yeah, let's see. Hopefully not. But uh, but anything can can happen. We are older, and they are always better and better. No, no, no. It's not. You don't have. Uh, I don't like to hide the the truth. So uh, we are not playing as many tournaments as we did before, and it's normal that. Uh, <laughs> After almost 20 years on the tour, uh, there is another generation that are winning tournaments. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Definitely an interesting perspective. No Eagle, Jim Courier and Andy Roddick here with you on TC Live. Glad to have you with us. So, Jim, I feel like this is true in every sport. We're always saying... Who's going to knock down the big bad wolf? Who's going to take down? Who's in charge? And this is true across all of athletics. But in tennis in particular, it's been decades now since the big three has ruled supreme. Mm -hmm. Is it the time? Is he speaking truth? What do you think this is? What is this? Rafa always speak the truth, no? Yes, very true. That guy is a truth teller of (laughs) of the highest order. And he's not willing to concede any ground as far as the majors go. But he is tipping his hat that they are conceding ground at the Masters 1000 simply by the fact that they're not playing as many of those events and they won't uh, going forward. Djokovic has said clearly he's no longer chasing weeks at number one. He's going to chase the freshness for the majors and for Nadal. That's also, I think, where he is. And for Federer, we just hope to get to see him a few more times at this point with his knee troubles. So, but uh, yeah, the young guys, they're definitely coming. They're hungry, as we saw in New York. Maybe not quite ready for prime time in those finals yet, but they, they're going to have to go through it the hard way 
uh, through one of these guys, most likely at Roland Garros, if they're going to take that from Rafa. Yeah, Andy, it, it just feels like these guys are invincible at some point. It just feels like Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic are going to be playing forever, which, of course, is not true. That's not necessarily what's going to happen. What do you think? And if there is somebody in that group, who do you think can be the guy to take the mantle? I think it's I think it's all kind of even money. It's obviously surface dependent, but I, I always kind of smile when I, when I hear Rafa kind of express it like, that was like the most polite version of trash talk that I've ever heard. He was basically saying, yeah, I get it. Like he won Madrid last week. Zverev won in Madrid. You know, Tsitsipas won in Monte Carlo. The big ones in two weeks. Let's see if they can come take it from me, uh, you know, at the end of these next three or four weeks at the end of Roland Garros. That's, that's, still, my, that's still my living room. Come, come and get it from me. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they're fighting two things. They're fighting the next generation of players, and they're fighting time. They're fighting their own health. They're fighting their own bodies. So, eventually, that will, the tide will turn. Uh, I do remember uh, the, these conversations, watching uh, watching these shows and these uh, the, the analysis, and around 2013 when Roger lost to Tommy Robredo at the U.S. Open, had a little bit of a back injury, and we were having these exact same conversations. That was eight years ago. So you know we can talk about it all we want, but between the lines, you got to go get it, you got to go earn it, just like Jim said. So Jim, let's let's talk about names. Let's talk about concrete examples of who we could see. That's right, concrete. I like concrete. I like very specific examples. Here's some names. Here's some guys who have won Masters 1000 events. Who do you like as someone who can be the person to snatch it away? Look, any of these guys have the capabilities and the tennis skills to do it. Do they have the minds to do it? We'll see. That that's yet to be determined. You you only really know until you get in front of the cameras. Zverev has been the closest. He was a couple of points away from it in New York. Flinched a little bit, but maybe that that uh, that win in Madrid uh, steadied him. We'll see. For me, Tsitsipas has the most well-rounded game and the most all-surface game of any of these players. He can play at the net, the baseline, clay, grass, hard, indoors, outdoors, on the moon. I think the guy's <laughs> viable. And uh, I, I, that's why I probably give him the edge as far as um, you know, chances to win because I think he can win any of the majors. I think Medvedev clearly is not going to win Roland Garros and Rublev not going to win at Wimbledon. So that's my view. And I just got to say before, Andy, you give yours – how awesome is Noah's hair? I mean, it's like scaling Everest. This hair is so high over here. It's incredible. Good height. It's good height it's to amazing. it. Amazing. Uh, like your hair is great, and I remember having hair. It was it was amazing. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the to, to counter Jim a little bit, I I think he's a little bit higher in Tsitsipas. I still haven't seen him kind of prove himself on on grass. Maybe a fast hard court. I still take Medvedev and Zverev uh, day in day out on those surfaces. I think there's there's no question on on the clay and the artistry and what he's able to do. Uh, you know, but we, we're we not in full Medvedev mode right now because he's obviously struggling and every highlight we see of him throughout those two months is him like pushing a camera away or yelling something that I probably find hilarious or, or something like that. So, but we forget, you know, he's been in deep in slams consistently, you know, swept masters last year, serves big, kind of gets in. You, we don't worry about his mentality in those, in those moments. It's hard to, it, it's, it's kind of impossible to imagine also at the end of Zverev's career, not seeing him bake through, uh, breakthrough obviously there's there's some maybe some mental demons there's a little bit of scar tissue from that u.s open the the what if of things when he gets questioned is it, it probably you know is at the forefront of his mind uh but it's hard to think he won't he won't break through at some point so i probably give the edge uh more to Zverev than Sitsipas at this point but listen we're we're, we're guessing right
<laughs> Without a doubt. And this is yes, what makes are. the sport fun. This is all the speculation, and we will see what happens in Roland Garros just a couple weeks away. Can Nadal keep his throne, or will somebody finally snatch it away from the king himself? We will find out who this Grand Slam champion is that is staying in shape and much more. We've got plenty of TC Live ahead. Sofia Kennan, world number five, back in action on the red clay, taking on Barbora Krachikova. And Krachikova, with Kennan no longer with her father as coach, took full advantage. Yeah, she did. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Kennan is just trying to find her footing after parting ways with her father. Uh, and that's not easy. It's been a tough road for her all season long. She's just seemed a little bit lost. And today, a quick start from Krajikova, 6-1 out there. And can Sonia turn this around? How long will it take? She's too good to put in performances like this, but it's totally understandable. There's a lot of off-court trauma and drama in her life right now that she's trying to figure out. And it's not, it's not going to be easy for her, and it wasn't easy today. World number 40, 83% of first serve points one gets through in straight sets as we move over to the world number one. Ash Barty back in action herself, taking on Shvedova in not a, a simple matchup, but certainly a very winnable one for the world number one, Andy, and she did just that. Yeah, I, I think Ash Barty's probably the most predictable player uh, in the world on the women's side through this stretch of the year. You know what you're gonna get. She's gonna go out, she's gonna play a quality match. When someone doesn't have the firepower of a Sabalenka or a Serena or a Osaka, it's a really hard to imagine, uh, you know, the, the matchup kind of winning out, out executing Ash Barty, being uh, as versatile as she is. If you can't blow her off the court, it makes it, uh, it makes for a really long day. And she, again, we were talking about autopilot earlier with Zarev. Shots like this. Those don't happen when you're struggling with confidence. They happen when you kind of have the matches and you're, you've been good uh, week in and week out. Um, she's in full control of her game. And if you can't go through her, it's just super tough. Ash Barty continues to impress. Tour leading 26th win for Ash Barty. She just continues chugging forward. This was certainly a storyline we were keeping our eyes on throughout the day. Angelique Kerber, Simona Halep. Halep, of course, is going to be one of the favorites going into Roland Garros. And in the first set, looked great, Jim. She did, but something went awry with her calf muscle at this stage of the second set. Uh, her coach, Darren uh, Cahill, letting us know that uh, it's a calf strain, that it just popped on her, and she was... It was hard work for her just to walk at that point, so she was upset. It was understandable. Angie Kerber was over there uh, checking her out, trying to give her support, but there was no way for Halep to play on. And, and how likely is it that we'll even get to see her at Roland Garros? Uh, those things tend not to heal quickly, so a spare a thought for Simona Halep as she gets escorted off by Darren and her team there. That These were tough scenes. Mm, never want to see anybody get hurt, and certainly Simona Halep, a great competitor and, and always a class act on and off the court. So we will see how she can recover from the calf issue as we move over to the social net here on TC Live. And we're going to start with something we've been keeping our eyes on at Tennis Channel for quite some time. A couple of months now, America's top coach, we have our winners, Jackie Bohannon, John A. Richards III. A huge, huge congratulations to the two of them. We're hoping to hear from them as soon as possible, but just fantastic work from both of them. We know so many great coaches throughout the country, and of course right here at Tennis Channel, we've got several of our own, but another congratulations extended to Jackie and John for all their fantastic work in the sport of tennis. 
Let's move over to a Grand Slam champion, not in Rome. So, Andy, I'm just, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you who it is. 36 years old, you're 38. This guy is doing whatever workouts he pleases and is just bodying every single one of them. Can you guess who it is? I, I can't actually make that out. I, I don't like the, the, these are interesting. I, I don't know that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, oh, that's is that is that Stan Wawrinka? Yes. Is, that, is that who I saw right there? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, what the Stanimal, the Stanimal <laughs> in full flight. This is this is kind of what you would expect to see from him. This is the, the kind of workout I want to see him doing some crazy stuff that I've never seen before. That's how I like my Stanimal. He looks like he's trying out for a Marvel action hero movie. Yeah. I mean, what are some of these moves are amazing that like the side shuffle on all fours. Incredible. But but how does this translate to the court is really my question, Jim. I just want to know, like, what does what does being <laughs> on all fours then help with your forehand? I, I, all I know is that it must be great for stability. Uh, <laughs> sure. It's all I can tell you. But it looks like he's having fun. And to, and to be honest, you know, that's something that's really important for an aging athlete who's been there, done that, and trained for so long to do different things that, that maybe you're not used to. You know, it's just good for your body. It's the old PS95 thing, right? Like yeah, that's right, P90X, P90X I, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying. Did you go to public school? Is that what you're talking about? Either way, <laughs> we'll go to Thursday's schedule here on TC Live. Plenty for Thursday and still more to go through. Come up next on TC Live. ahead on Thursday here on Tennis Channel starts with the world number one Novak Djokovic it finishes with a marquee matchup between Muguruza and Spitalina and so for more on what we are expecting to see on Thursday we go to Danny and Prakash on site all right now back here at the DraftKings desk P fans will be in attendance yes. on Thursday yes the atmosphere is going to be great but which match do you have your eye on Stuck at me as soon as I looked at both draws. Elena Svitolina, Garbine Muguruza. Both very accomplished on clay. Of course, Muguruza won the French. Elena won here twice. Six and five in Svitolina's favor at the moment. I think it's going to be an absolute war. Svitolina needs to get her back for some of those big clay losses in the past. Absolutely. And the fans are just going to make it that much more exciting here on Thursday, Noah. Well, we certainly can't wait. Danny Prakash, appreciate you as always. Noah Eagle. Hall of Famers Jim Courier and Andy Rock. Let's go to our hot shot of the day. And we had a couple to choose from, but Roberto Bautista Agut. Andy is going to take the cake. This one, incredibly impressive from RBA. Let's see what we got here. Look at it. Oh, my gosh. It's like the longest slide I've ever seen. Since I couldn't slide, <laughs> I shouldn't analyze it. Jim? Uh, it's a beautiful slide. Gets the pressure on the outside of the foot, Andy, and goes around the this. net post. You can relate to that. You've got that skill set. RBA, always, yeah. uh, always a hot shot guy. He's just a show-off. He, he is. He, well, Andy, I just don't know how anybody can curve it around that net post. Uh, Jim brings up a great point. You had the ability to do it. How? Yeah, the, the stress point wasn't that. It's just the outside of the ball, like Jim said. But the difference is I would have fallen on my way to that ball, unlike RBA. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, at least you know your strengths and your weaknesses, and that's all we care about. That's why we love you here on TC Live. That'll do it for us for another edition of the show. We've got more tennis on Thursday ahead. We hope you join us then. For Jim, for Andy, our entire crew, Noah saying so long. We appreciate you coming along, as always.